0: it's game week baby let's do it let's get it rolling i can't wait hey guys it's pete mundo we're heartland college sports weekly the website of course is heartlandcollegesports.com and it's great to be with you as we are finally here a normal game week by the way not worried about you know whether or not fans can go not worried about whether or not a team is having to forfeit it is just game week and we're fired up here at heartlandcollegesports.com. I am so pumped going into this season. It's going to be a great year for the Big 12, by the way. I mean, you've got a solid 1-2, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and then you've got probably half the conference that can make the case that they're the third-best team in the league. Maybe it's not. It's probably four other teams. If you look up and down the list, it's probably TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State that can all say, hey, we're the third-best team in this league. If things break right, it's us. And, like, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Baylor, they could finish anywhere from fourth in the league to ninth in the league. Like, that's that's what's amazing about this Big 12 this year, and, and I'm so pumped for it. And we appreciate you guys joining us on heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to get it going here for another week. So before we dive into, you know, the Big 12 this week, let me tell you what. I watched Week 0 – As it's called in college football, and many of you uh, who are college football fans will watch week zero, right? You had a couple of games of note. Uh, Nebraska, Illinois, UCLA was playing. So I I watched a little bit of those games uh, because, you know, just having college football back is so great, right? I watched college game day. I'll dive into some of that here coming up. And just having that routine back. You know, my, my daughter's now, she'll be three in December. So it was her third year being a part of college game day. She was into it. Now we live in Kansas city. So she's still trying to figure out the difference between the NFL and college. She was like the chiefs, the chiefs daddy. And I'm like, no, no, this is not the chiefs. This is college. Um, So we're still working on those, those uh, details, I guess you would say, but it was just good to have football back. But you know what I took out of week zero. I took out a week zero that the big 12's got a man up. All right. The big 12, is is being called leftovers Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12's dead the Big 12 is not a dead man walking conference all right and I know that's the national media narrative and that's what they all want to talk about because you know they work for ESPN who wants to see the Big 12 blow up because ESPN wants to save that money and spend it on the SEC but the Big 12's got to look at itself in the mirror and then look at week zero And say, why are we listening to them? We have some of those passionate fan bases in all of college football. Did you see the UCLA game on Saturday? There was nobody there. And it's not because, like, COVID restrictions and social distancing, okay? Although you could have easily, you could have doubled the social distance number with the amount of people there. You could have done 12 feet between people with how pathetic that crowd was on Saturday. And... The fact that, you know, the Big 12 outside of even Kansas, I don't even want to insult Kansas when I say this. Kansas has much better turnout for its football games than what UCLA had on Saturday against Hawaii in what's supposed to be Chip Kelly's most talented team and best year since he's been there. And there was every excuse in the book, oh, the students aren't back on campus. It's an hour away. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Uh, I mean, (laughs) don't get me started on, on Stu Mandel. But anyway... Uh, He tweeted out, it's 95 degrees. They're playing Hawaii, and there's a beach half an hour away, and there's still this little pandemic going on. Okay, Stu, hide under your mom's bed. Let us know what it's like. Like, it's 95 degrees in L.A.? That's what we call every day that ends in Y in Los Angeles, okay? There's a beach a half hour away? What, you you missed the beach the last 30 weeks of summer, and you decide to go Uh, the Saturday UCLA opens up the season? What a joke. If it wasn't so shameless, I'd say I'm embarrassed for guys like Stuart Mandel, but I'm really not at all. It's just like, what is he talking about? It's the first time the UCLA fan, all six of them apparently, have been able to go to a game in person in almost two years, right? Because last year was a wash, especially out in that state. So you're telling me that the UCLA football fan who couldn't go to a game basically all of last year, now decided, I'm not going to the season opener because, well, it's hot. And there's a beach. I just found out that I live near a beach in Southern California. I, what? Come on. But this is what the narrative is. They find every excuse that they can to prop up the Pac-12, the ACC, which is Clemson and everybody else. Uh, the Big Ten, which is carried by Ohio State, and then once in a while Penn State shows up. And then they want to beat the bejesus out of the Big 12, tell you how worthless this league is. It Might as well fold up shop. It's no better than the AAC. What I learned over the weekend, what I knew, but what confirmed my belief over the weekend is that that could not be further from the truth. And that UCLA game, first off, was case in point. The other case in point was Illinois versus Nebraska. The Big Ten season kicked off with a Big Ten West showdown. And when you look up Barnburner and the Thesaurus, uh, this game is going to show up under antonyms. That's how ugly it was. The first score of the game was a safety. Illinois won it 30-22, to uh, where that final score looks much more interesting than the game really was. Nebraska continues to be just an embarrassment. And that league is is carried by a team, a team and a half maybe. That's it. The Big Ten West is the AAC. Like, seriously, the Big Ten West, tell me why. The, The Big Ten West, how is that any different than the remaining eight teams in the Big 12, Sands, OU, and Texas? In fact, I would say the Big 12 without Oklahoma and Texas is a better league than the Big Ten West. All right? And that's the truth. So don't spare me this whole thing. Oh, the Big 12's dying. Might as well just go away. And, you know, maybe you could be a group of five. Maybe we'll call a group of six and power four and away we go. And that's just kind of how it's going to be. Woe is the Big 12. No, the Big 12 has to stop listening to that garbage. And they've got this subcommittee now that's looking at expansion. It's Texas Tech AD Kirby Cut is part of that. Uh, Baylor AD Mac Rhodes. Kansas Chancellor Doug Girard and Iowa State President Wendy Winterstein the league has hired Oliver Luck former West Virginia AD XFL commissioner well respected in the uh, sports media world and especially college sports landscape he's gonna be a consultant in the process and you know what Uh, good and now stop reading garbage from national media that have every incentive because of who employs them many times to kill off your league. Stop with that. Stop doing it to yourself. ESPN wants to expedite OU in Texas to the SEC. OU in Texas don't want to pay $80 million exit fees. How do they benefit? They benefit by the big 12 folding. And ESPN is not as powerful as it was even five years ago. All right. The programming that it owns is meaningless. Like, who watches that show get up in the mornings? Like, outside of someone who doesn't live in their mom's basement, who watches that show? ESPN is blockbuster. They pay big money to rent things of value, the NFL, the SEC, and they hope to drive people to their own content. But the latter's not happening. Sports centers are a fraction of what it was a decade ago, never mind a generation ago. And outlets like this one at Heartland College Sports continue to have more and more influence, reaching hundreds of thousands of college football fans every month. Which, you know, we weren't doing, we weren't around 10 years ago, but we weren't doing five years ago. Five years ago it was me with a laptop wondering what this thing is going to be. And now here we are reaching hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of you every single month. This conference, this Big 12 conference, needs to stop feeling sorry for itself and view itself as the valued product that it is, with some of the most passionate fan bases in college sports, from Ames, Iowa, to Manhattan, Kansas, down through Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Lubbock, Texas. These are great brands, universities, and fan bases who, yes, can fill stadiums, drive revenue, and uh, considering where college sports is going, they'll buy packages to watch their teams play a football game on a Saturday or a basketball game on a Tuesday night. UCLA fans don't even show up to their home opener to watch their team in person for the first time in two, two years, and the Big Ten West is arguably not any better than the AAC so the Big 12 is never going to be on the SEC's level but it certainly can maintain itself as a legitimate power five conference with the right moves so it's your turn it's your move Big 12 let's get it going all right let's get it going it's time to wake up and uh smell the roses and uh the sob stories are over all right they're over So college game day, I mentioned watching that over the weekend. And it was nice to, as I noted, just sit there with my daughter, watch it. She's into it. Doesn't fully know what's going on, but she's into it. Our youngest is three months, and she's still trying to figure things out a little bit. Just, you know, she's trying to, like, sit up. She's not really worried about college game day right now. But I I enjoyed having it on. And a couple of big 12 notes that came out of it. First off, college game day's uh, the bear, and my wife gets a kick out of the bear. She gets a, a kick out of him because he's kind of like the, the nerdy punching bag in the corner that the guys like the rib on. But he's actually a really likable guy. So he picked Iowa State uh, over Oklahoma in the Big 12. He picked it, yeah. After all the guys did their Big 12 picks, and they all picked OU to win the league. The bear went on to say, quote, put me down for Iowa State over Oklahoma think Oklahoma a lot of people are overrating them just a little bit because of what we last saw against Florida in that bowl game now I don't think anyone's overrating Oklahoma because of that Florida bowl game I know Dan Mullen will tell you 15 times over that you know we didn't play our starters trust me Dan Mullen will remind everyone he can and his mother about that but um, I don't think anyone's overrating Oklahoma because of that now maybe Oklahoma's not what we think they're going to be I happen to believe that they will be one of the top four teams in the country when all is said and done because of that defense because Lincoln Riley returns a starting quarterback for the first time since Baker Mayfield which you want to give Lincoln Riley another reason to be the uh, best in the sport at what he does he's done all this he's had like what the last four seasons he's had different starting quarterbacks each of the last four years In Mayfield, Murray, Hurts, and Rattler, he's finally returning a guy. I mean, that's that's a big deal for Lincoln Riley. Got all the offensive weapons you need, and now the defense finally has itself figured out under Alex Grinch. So I don't think Oklahoma's getting overrated at all. I, I, I don't. I don't agree with him there. But, you know, I don't think it's crazy to pick Iowa State to win the Big 12. I don't agree with it. The think iowa state's i think iowa state's a solid top 10 team in the country they could end up as a top five team in the country but a part of me feels bad for iowa state too because like this is going to be this could end up being the best two-year run in iowa state football history and last year you really couldn't enjoy it i mean because of covid and not the full stadium and i don't know what the tailgating scene was like but you know the deal it wasn't wasn't great it wasn't a normal year and then this year they may end up behind an Oklahoma team that's the best Oklahoma team in 10 to 15 years because the defense is finally good. Like, that's just, that's kind of bad luck if that's how it plays out. Now, they can beat OU in a Big 12 title game, and if Iowa State's a one-loss team going into that game against undefeated Oklahoma or even one-loss Oklahoma, and they pull it out, that would be a team and a resume worthy of a college football playoff. But I can't pick them this year. I, I can't. Not that I don't think they can, but I won't pick them because Oklahoma's won this league six years in a row. And I think they've got their best team since uh, pre-Big 12 realignment and college football realignment almost 10 years ago now because of how balanced the team is on the defensive side of the ball. So that's why I'm going with the Sooners. But it's not crazy to pick Iowa State. But what was crazy was when Kirk Herbstreet predicted Kansas to win more than one Big 12 game. Now, that's not overall game. That's conference games. All right? So this, is, this does not mean, uh, you know, beating Coastal Carolina. This means beating two Big 12 teams this year. Conference wins, not overall. Who would take the over on that? I mean, the question was asked on College Game Day, would you take the over on one Kansas Big 12 win? Maybe you can justify taking a push, but the over? Kirk Herbstreet, I don't know, the guy's smoking whatever Lee Corso takes before the show every day. Uh, He took the over. His specific quote was, I'd say over, but trying to change the culture is going to take time. Like, you mean like the program's been a dumpster fire for over a decade? Yeah, that that takes time. To put this in the perspective, the last time KU football won more than one Big 12 game in a season was 2008 under Mark Mangino. When the program went 8-4 and four in Big 12 play, since then, they've never won more than one conference game in a season. And Kirk Herbstreit thinks it's going to be this year? KU football, since then, is 7-98 and 98 in Big 12 play. I love bold predictions. I like Lance Leipold a lot. But if he wins two Big 12 games this year, they might as well build a statue of the guy. And that would be a phenomenal feat if he were to pull it off. Now, it's not going to happen, but it would be a phenomenal feat if he were to pull it off. So it's just something to kind of keep an eye on here as we we move forward. College game day, they're still working out the kinks as well, as everybody is this time of year. All right, the Texas quarterback situation is figured out. Hudson Card gets the nod at quarterback for the Texas Longhorns over Casey Thompson. Remember, it was Casey Thompson who lit it up. Lit it up in um, the Alamo Bowl last year. At all those rushing yards and uh, threw the ball well and everything else. But it's Hudson Card, the redshirt freshman out of Austin, out of the Austin area, who is getting the nod. But Sarkeesian did say that both guys will play on Saturday against Louisiana. And by the way, top 25 matchup. So it's a top 25 matchup. Both guys will play. And then he will reevaluate, he said, after the season opener. So maybe Hudson Card is not necessarily such a lock as many of us Thought he was when that report came out over the weekend. The other announcement that was far less surprising last week, when it comes to Big Twelve starting quarterbacks, Tyler Shuck getting the nod at Texas Tech. That was the worst kept secret in uh, in the conference when it came to quarterback battles. Tyler Shuck's getting odds to be a top ten pick in the NFL draft next year. If that guy couldn't win the quarterback battle against you know some of the guys he was up against, that that would have been really bad. So Shuck gets the nod there uh, at Texas Tech and. I'll tell you what, if there's a team that I I don't know what they're going to be, not that I don't know, but I'm having the toughest time pinpointing what they're going to be, it's probably Texas Tech. Like Matt Wells is back against the wall year three. Some wanted him out last year. That wouldn't have been fair. But he's got to get to a bowl game this year, right? He's got to, and I know it's tough. I mean, the Big 12, round robin, schedule never eases up. But I, I don't see how he does it. I don't. I know he's got new coordinators and whatnot, but I just I don't see how he does it. Don't. Hope I'm wrong for the guy, but just going to be difficult. Power rankings, all right? Power rankings are here. So we do the power rankings every um, every Monday on the website. And because we haven't had any games yet, I'm just going to rip you off the power rankings going into the season. I put these together personally, just so you guys know. I write them every week. And I like to fluctuate them in a week-to-week basis. I don't try to mirror the standings here, okay? I fluctuate them based on how your team plays in a given week. So there's a lot of movement in these Big 12 power rankings the way I do it. At number one, I've got the Oklahoma Sooners for some of the reasons I noted earlier. Until somebody else wins this league, they've won six in a row in the Big 12, six titles in a row in the Big 12. It's Oklahoma's conference to lose. They deserve to be hands down number one in the conference. Number two, iowa state also for the aforementioned reasons may end up as a top five team when all is said and done but is that good enough for number one in the big 12 that's what we're going to find out at number three i'm going with the tcu horn frogs yes it's been three years of mediocrity and some of you don't like that i think tcu is going to jump this high you've been saying that for two years that is true but this year i'm right believe me trust me okay they finally have a returning quarterback in Max Duggan. The defense has been there. Now the offense also has the weapons under Jerry Kill. Uh, you've got really solid offensive pieces in Quinton Johnston and Zach Evans at running back. If that side flourishes, TCU is going to be heard from by the end of the year. And one of the sneaky good games, by the way, in this league could be the last week of the regular season TCU and Iowa State take on each other. Number four, Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys. I've got them. Um, in the four slot all hinges on Spencer Sanders to me if he makes a leap that he can you're talking number three maybe battle for number two if he doesn't then four is going to look generous number five I've got the Texas Longhorns in that five slot in our preseason big 12 power rankings not about talents just got to show me the goods okay like I'm not going to be shocked if Texas ends up as a team that's being heard from by the end of the season. But I'm also not going to be shocked if Texas is sitting there uh, fighting for a bowl game come late November. Like, neither surprised me anymore, and i got to see it to believe it. At 6, Kansas State. I think this team's being undervalued with a win total of just 5.5. I would hammer the over on that. but uh, And they've got a great chance this week to make a statement against Stanford. But I, I still have questions, actually more so on, on, on defense in some ways, and just want to see if they can put it all together. But I love Skylar Thompson being back at quarterback. I do. At 7, West Virginia. All right, Neil Brown wants to do big things in year three. My question there is Jarrett Dagey. Can he do big things? Can he make that jump and do big things? So that's a big question for me at West Virginia. I think the defense will be there, though. Also, the defense will be there for Baylor. But what is Jerry Bohannon, who got the nod as the starting quarterback, what is he going to be? Last time I saw him, he was, I mean, yucking it up in the 2019 Big 12 championship game. So I got to see more before I buy them any further. At 9, it's Texas Tech. All right. I just talked about them and some of the issues that I have there, wondering what their ceiling is and what their floor is. And then at 10, there's only one way to go, and that's the Kansas Jayhawks. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And before we go anywhere, before I let you guys go, I want to remind you that we are just 14, 14 ratings away on iTunes from 500. I wanted to get the 400 before the season. We are 14 away from 500. Can you hit that five star before you go anywhere? Can you do that for me? Hit that five star on iTunes and also leave a rating and a review. And if you do that, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All right, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. And um, just leave me a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So that's my way of saying thank you. i got to actually order more koozies because we're running low on them. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, just looking at some of the recent reviews that we've gotten. Last Tuesday, Jake, fair, honest, concise coverage of the Big 12 uh last friday cyclone fan 15 it's nice to hear a show that actually cares about the 12 and not just pretends to care or even not even cover the conference also great job pete and team i enjoy listening to his morning show so i figured i'd tune into heartland college sports as well that's a reference to my kansas city radio show uh it's nice to get perspective on the teams from media outlets outside of my state go cyclones that's from an iowa state fan also, great analysis of everything Big 12. Pete's fair, honest, accurate, insightful. The podcast is a refreshing listen in comparison to the lazy reporting and same old, same old drivel provided by ESPN. <laughs> That's a good one. That is from Patrick. Thank you for that, Patrick. Thank you, guys. Um, by the way, if you want to be a sponsor, of your business, or anybody you're involved with wants to be a sponsor of this podcast, please do send me an email as well to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. The season is here. We are fired up, going to have guests and picks this week and much more coming your way on heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.